Many of us can remember, if you're old enough, so maybe that's some of us can remember, uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Of course, I wish to note that before 1954, the uh, under God part was not actually in the Pledge of Allegiance. But the one nation has always been a part of it, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It's interesting during these times, it's interesting at any time, to reflect on these powerful words, these great words, one nation under God, a republic standing for liberty and for justice for all. Powerful words. But we could all, I'm sure, point out time after time, year after year, when these words have not been put into action, when these words have not found fruition in our national mindset, heartset reality. This is the challenge with the freedom that we enjoy as Americans, or at least the freedom that some of us enjoy. This freedom cannot be cheapened by a few words on a page or a few words in a Pledge of Allegiance. Freedom comes with responsibility, George Bernard Shaw said, and many others believe. The issue really, as always, is not what we are free from, but what are we free for? What are we free for as a nation, as a people? In the scriptures we hear, hear in Paul's uh, letter to the Galatians, the fifth chapter, for freedom Christ has set us free. Do not submit to the yoke of slavery, for you were called to freedom. Do not use it as an opportunity for self-indulgence. In Paul's letter to the Galatians, he talks about people called to freedom. And being called here isn't a, just a simple invitation that Paul is making to the people back then or for us today. This is a wake-up call. This is like a, 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 an alarm for us to respond to. You might wonder, though, I mean, you think if Paul is, is so intent on us answering this call to freedom, he obviously sees that we, children of God, that all people, not only the church in Galatia, but people everywhere in all times, are somehow being held by something. If we need freedom, we are held by something, we are restricted by something. And it's clear that Paul and Christ before him are talking about something more than just physical imprisonment. Something far more complicated to break out from. 
an internal dungeon, an, an internal prison, a restriction of freedom we build around our hearts and our minds and our souls and our very lives. It lies, I think, in an inner mistrust. You might even say uh, a hatred for that which is different, for that which is not our self. This distrust, and in its extreme, hatred is a thing that restricts freedom more than any other, other any jail ever could. I remember reading uh, Steven Spielberg once saying, you know, Spielberg, who's the director of many movies, including Schindler's List, that people sometimes forget, he said once something that I think gets at what I mean. He said, hatred exists not because people have never seen or heard of a Jew or a Latino or an African-American, of an Asian or a Native American or a homosexual. It exists because people learn to hate. Hate is so ingrained, Spielberg says, it is a tattoo that never comes out. seems like what he's getting at is somehow in this world that we live in, in this nation that we live in, there is this systematic teaching, this systemic teaching of distrust to, of the other that can lead in its worst form to hatred of the other. Hatred is so loud at times in our society that it can draw, draw, drown out this call to freedom that we are called to as Christians, and I believe that we're called to just as a part of humanity. People might not understand people who they don't have contact with, who they don't have connection with, but people learn distrust. People learn hatred. This is what Paul warns about in this letter to the Galatians when he talks of using freedom, of people using freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence. Anyone different than ourselves, we are free to distrust, we are free to hate, to indulge our self to try to lift ourselves up by pulling others down, by saying those who are different, those who are not us, are not our self, something must be wrong. You can break chains, you can even escape prisons, but how do we break the prejudices the biases, the distrust, the, even the hatred that's passed on to us, generation to generation, that is incorporated in the very makeup of our society, I believe only with God's help. 
In one sense, we are prisoners to our own experience. We are captive if we rely on ourselves. This is the message that's being made by Paul. This is a message for us today. Each of us is limited by our experiences. That's why it's so important to be open to new experiences, to, be, to look for opportunities to grow, to listen, to learn, to expand our knowledge, to recognize how much each of us don't know, how much each of us on our own suffers from self-indulgence. The Declaration of Independence reminds us it's not about us. It's freedom, liberty, justice isn't just about us as individuals. The truth of liberty that we hold to be self-evident is endowed by our Creator. It's not something we give. Our Creator has given everyone the same freedom. It reminds us that it is only in recognizing our dependence on God that, can br that brings us to this true independence that we celebrate or we yearn for in our country. That's why both Christ and Paul summarize the whole law as loving your neighbor as yourself. That doesn't mean love your neighbor if he or she is like yourself, if he or she speaks like you, looks like you, comes from where you come from, lives where you live. We are called to be people who feel grace and share grace, who are free to see people through the eyes of God and love people through the love of God. This is what brings transformation to our life, what can ultimately bring transformation to our nation and to our world. This is why Martin Luther King Jr. said, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. Will we choose light as individuals, and as a nation, or we continue to live in the dark, blind to the calling that God has for our lives? Will we choose distrust and hate, or will we choose love, loving neighbor as defined by God as, as all of humanity, all of creation, the good creation, loving creation, all of creation as ourself. In the church, when people in our church, when people, or in any United Methodist Church, when people freely decide to join and make that free choice to join a church, we remind them and we remind all of us in the midst of that liturgy that we have a responsibility. Our responsibility is to offer our prayers, our presence, our witness, our gifts, and our service. To me, that's our responsibility as a part of humankind. To offer our prayers for the rest of our creation. To offer our presence to be able to share with people 
what we know to be the truth of liberty, to witness and share our gifts and to share our service. Each of us are called to literally reflect on what our calling is as part of the human race, not just as part of a church and a ministry we share in together, but what does it mean to be part of humanity? What is our responsibility? What are we freed by Christ for in these lives we lead? How we will strive to see in all we do liberty and justice for all begins with each of us. For us as individuals and for our country like we heard in Micah in that fourth chapter, we have a responsibility to walk in the ways of God, to work for peace and justice. We are a people who are called to declare our freedom to love and to the freedom to let others love who they love as well. To walk the way of Christ, to beat our swords into plowshares, to rid ourselves of those things that separate us and to reap God's love as truly one people under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. What is the pledge that you make today as we come together for communion symbolically even though physically separated in different places maybe even watching at different times we're called to think about how we are in communion with one another and in communion with God with all of our differences what do you offer in the midst of this reality? What do you offer to others? What do you offer to God, not only within this ministry, but in your daily walk with God? What do you use the freedom and all the gifts that God gave you for? One nation, under God, indivisible, with freedom and justice for all. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you on this weekend that's uh, oftentimes filled with parades and barbecues. And God, definitely this year, a lot of fireworks, although maybe not legal fireworks. But in the midst of all that, remind ourselves what we stand for. It's not just about eating hot dogs. It's not just about waving flags. It's not just about parades. In fact, it, in the times we live in God, perhaps it, it allows us to have a little more clarity what it means to be together what it means to be connected, what it means to live in a world filled with beautiful,
diversity and difference. And in this journey we take together, help us to listen, help us to learn, help us to grow, to be the people you call us to be. People who not only yearn to, be breathe, to breathe free themselves, but yearn to help others to breathe in that same freedom so that we might all truly be a nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now we join together in a hymn that reminds us that we are a work in progress. Uh, it's on 2177, our faith that sing hymnal. It's sent to you in our live stream, Wounded World That Cries for Healing. Let's uh, sing that together.